deciding which creators will get a cut of the limited government funding pie is always contentious. Art is subjective after all. There are inevitably claims of favouritism on panels selected to recommend winners and losers. Those who are unsuccessful, understandably, often feel aggrieved. The Manatu Tonga Ministry for Culture and Heritage has certainly come in for some criticism over previous allocations. Last year, for instance, it found itself in hot water with the arts community after awarding $500,000 from its COVID Response Innovation Fund to a hitherto unknown startup group, Narrative News. It had promised an online platform to match readers and books. So this year, the ministry is trying something radically different as it decides how to allocate the $28 million Cultural Sector Regeneration Fund it's responsible for. With more than 660 proposals from groups and individuals keen for a piece of the action, the Ministry is now asking the public to pick which ones they support and why. Deputy Chief Executive Joe Fowlex starts by explaining what this fund is specifically for. We've spent the last couple of years working hard to support people who've been adversely affected by the public health measures introduced during COVID. Um, We've put tens of millions of dollars into helping people survive and get through that period. With the remaining funding, um, we've created a single fund, the Cultural Sector Regeneration Fund, currently sat with around $28 million. Um, And we really want to use that to find and fund initiatives that will have a lasting difference for the sector, things that will increase the sustainability and resilience of the sector for the for the years ahead. So this is a very kind of future-focused um, fund, really about supporting thriving rather than surviving. So it's not so much, hey guys, I've got this great idea for a, a dance work or an exhibition. This is what something more fundamental to change things? Yes. I mean, I think the easiest way um, to explain that the real focus of the fund is around sustainability and resilience. We want to find and fund things that will make a lasting difference for the sector looking forward. Things that people will look back on in years to come and say, look how many amazing things have happened because of that project or initiative got funded. We obviously have had lots of expressions of interest for the fund that are about pieces of work or events, um, new performances and so on. And really, and, and some of those may be a good fit for the fund if they're the kind of performance that sets a precedent, opens a door for artists in the future to do something that they haven't been able to do before. We are forward looking and that's that's a challenge um, for us. It's a challenge for um, for the sector. But I have to say, um, we've had well over 660 expressions of interest and there's some amazing things in there and we're really excited about the opportunity to look through those and find and fund the things that will make a difference. Now what's wrong with the way that big amounts of money like this are usually distributed, the CNZ model and maybe also the ministry's model? You know, you get in a group of experts, you consult and then the decisions are made end of. I think the challenge with this fund is it's it's wide in its outcomes. So one of the things the sector um, fed back um, to us really strongly was that they're tired. Um, they don't want lots of complicated different funding pots with our reckons on, on different things that they should be doing. So we opened the door and said, look, we've got some outcomes, sustainability, resilience, employment, skills, access, participation, well-being. Um, and we created a very widely scoped and fund and invited ideas against that fund. The idea that we could have two or three people sat at a table with all of the expertise necessary to make really well-informed decisions across such a wide fund is just not realistic. Um, so one of the things that we're, um, we're trying out with this fund, as you know, um, is opening the door for some feedback from individuals and organisations in the arts, culture and heritage sectors, because we know that the knowledge and the expertise is out there. 
Um, and we think if we make use of that, we'll make better decisions. It's early days. This has only been available for uh, for a few days since Tuesday. But are you starting to get in feedback and also the kind of feedback that you're hoping for? Yes. Um, in short, um, we've had, as of about five o'clock um, on uh, Thursday night, we've had well over 400 um, submissions so far. Or around 80% of the proposals that we've got up online have had at least one piece of feedback. So we're seeing a good spread across those projects. Um, the vast majority of submissions, to be fair, are from people and organizations that are strongly supportive of the initiatives out there. And you would expect that, given that people who have submitted an expression of interest um, have encouraged um, their colleagues and, and friends and partners to, to contribute. I have to say, Joe, even even here, I've been receiving emails and also seeing on social media uh, requests from, from artists and creatives who explain what they're doing. They're not just saying vote for me or support me. They are actually explaining, to be fair, you know, how they believe their proposal will create a seed change. Um, but my gosh, they're going for it. Good. That's fantastic. Um, and particularly reaching out to um, people who really understand the part of the sector or the genre that they're within and encouraging those people to contribute. That's great. I think it's it's also worth saying that a lot of funding applications um, end up landing with funders with dozens of supporting letters. And that's a real industry um, and takes up a lot of people's time putting that together. Um, putting some feedback on on our website takes a couple of minutes um, so just, again, just trying to take some of the drag out of that that process. The kind of comments that we're getting, they're really constructive and really positive comments. Um, even the handful that are, are more questioning of the kind of purpose or intent or of, of an initiative are asking really constructive comments about that and whether the initiative will really genuinely provide benefit wider than the individual or organization applying um, and asking um, for more details and or to be put in contact with people. So. We're really happy with how it's going so far and really looking forward to reviewing the process at the end. I have to say I'm, I am rather relieved with how the first week's gone. This is um, trying something new is always a risk, but so far so good. We're really happy with how it's going. Could the system be manipulated? I mean, is this in any way a kind of, I don't know, masked singer or dancing with the stars uh, public popularity contest? So if you get a huge amount of support for organisations that are particularly good at getting their cohort uh, friends and whanau to respond, does that give them an edge against something that might be an even better idea, but simply is flying under the radar? The feedback process isn't a public vote or a, or a beauty contest. You know, an initiative that has 50 supportive comments versus one that has 200, that's not a material consideration for us. We're looking at the sentiment expressed and how well um, connected and qualified or expert the people that are feeding back are. So, I mean, this is one of six criteria that we use when we get to the final um, stages of making decisions and allocating funding. And, you know, it might be that one piece of feedback actually has far more weight than 100 others um, because it's from um, somebody or an organization that is um, obviously directly um, is, is an intended by beneficiary of the, of the project or initiative and has lots of interesting things to say. Well, when you say it's one out of six criteria, I understand that. But if people are listening to this going, oh, here we go, perhaps it's discouraging for some people. Um, I, can, I can understand that view. I think we're not saying it's one sixth. 
this is not a mathematical formula. If, for example, um, there was initiative on the table that supported theatre directors across the country, and the vast majority of the major theatre directors wrote in and said this was the most amazing thing ever, then obviously that's a really material piece of feedback. You know, that is something that is going to have a lot of sway in the decision making process. Whereas if an initiative has a negative comment from someone who's disconnected from the sector um, and you know is, is kind of outside that looking in, then obviously that's not a material piece of feedback really to us at all. So I mean we're we're balancing here and and looking to make really well informed decisions. And the feedback that we get will help with that. And we can already see from what we're getting um, that the when we sat around that table at the end, we'll be making better decisions because we're plugging into the expertise um, and information that the sector can provide us. And they're being very generous in doing that. And we welcome more. Is there any downside to this um, great response that you're getting? I, I, I haven't got a calculator with me, uh, but I'm trying to do it in my head. If you've got something like 400 and what, three days, you could easily have thousands and thousands of responses which is fantastic but you and the team are going to a have to go through them so could this effectively slow down the process of getting money out because this has been a criticism of some of the COVID related funding over the last two and a bit years that it's it's great that there's tens of millions sloshing around but it's just not getting into the pockets of people who need it. Sure, I hear that. Um, and obviously, we've worked really hard to be as responsive as we can be in the in the last year with getting money to where it's needed. This fund has a different purpose. We're making decisions across four decision rounds between October and April. Um, we've been very clear that we'll be taking our time to make sure we make really sound decisions. This is an investment in the future, not in the immediate survival of people and organisations right now. Um, in terms of the time that it's taking to go through, I mean, it's a relatively straightforward questionnaire. It's what researchers call a Likert scale, strongly agree to strongly disagree on a couple of questions, which gives us a lot of information very quickly. What we can then do where people are identifying issues um, or questioning, it's just drop down into the into the comments um, for those specific um, questions and just see if there's anything materially in there that we need to look at. So there's um, we're pretty kind of well set up to sift through this information. Um, my team is very, very busy um, talking to people who've submitted expressions of interest and getting in touch and having conversations. We're trying to keep this process really human. Um, and that does take a little bit more time sometimes. But again, the sector have told us that they don't want a computer says no process. They want to be able to reach out and speak to someone who understands what they're trying to do. Um, and it's going to represent that view um, internally. So I, I'm, again, really happy with with how it's going. I'm really looking forward to getting into the next couple of months and critically getting funding into some exciting initiatives that make a difference. I hear your enthusiasm 100% for this. If it goes as well as you're hoping, and it's off to a flying start, could this change the way that funding is allocated? Could you be setting a precedent here? I imagine that other funding organisations may well be very interested in the way you're approaching yeah. this. Um, yes, um, it's, it's, it's funny. We've we've had some really fun conversations with with other funders, both government um, and funding entities, and indeed philanthropists, um, who are watching with a great deal of interest to see how this um, plays through. Is that the words we get most often are intriguing, brave, um, interesting. People are concerned, um, as we were and as the sector was, and um, to see how it goes. But I do think we'll learn a lot from it and we'll be sharing that information freely with, with other funders to see what they can make of it. The Ministry did get a lot of criticism for its handling of the Narrative Muse, this $500,000 grant um, given to improve Kiwi's access to books. Would you have tried this, Joe, if the Ministry hadn't gone through that, that process? 
I don't know whether that specific allocation shaped the kind of tone of the feedback that we got in discussions with with people and organizations in the sector maybe it did well there was a lot but of feedback the, and it was it was vehement wasn't it um it was but i think people when they reflected on how the arts and culture are funded and the conversations that we've had with people and organizations they've said we want it more simple we want it human we want you to focus on the outcomes we want you to support collaboration not work against it and critically we want to be involved um, and this fund is a response to that challenge, those challenges back. Whether those challenges have been informed by particular funding decisions, um, I wouldn't want to speculate. Deputy Chief Executive of the Manatu Tonga Ministry for Culture and Heritage, Joe Fowler. Feedback closes on the 26th of September. If you're now motivated to take part, we have a link to the form you'll need to fill out on our webpage. But what do you think? Is this a good move? Do you have faith it's a better than the traditional funding decision model? Will you take the time to offer your feedback? Let us know. 